Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Most important thing, we make decisions about winning, about putting the best team on the ice. I think it's it goes beyond communication. It goes to a relationship. Just drilled him with a right hand and missed with a wild right. Lands a right to the shoulder. You know, it's up to us to uh, get the fans excited. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Clefbaum. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stopper on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. The Edmonton Oilers are 2-0. First time we can say that since the start of the 16-17 season when they swept a home-and-home with the Calgary Flames to get it going. Oh, by the way, and you may remember this, the Oilers wound up making the playoffs that season. Two home wins, first over Vancouver and then over L.A. in a wild one on Saturday. A riveting game to watch, a 6-5 victory. A lot of questions for the Oilers going into the season, and we are slowly starting to get some answers. We'll see if uh, the answers are the same as we move along. But question number one, at least in my mind, was the goaltending. We saw a very... Up and down Miko Koskinen last season. I'm sure we, well, we will see Miko Koskinen at some point on the upcoming road trip. We haven't seen him in the regular season yet. Mike Smith, obviously later in his career, was up and down for the Calgary Flames last year. So he's 2-0 out of the gate after playing both games. Very good against the Vancouver Canucks. Made some big saves. The Oilers were were hemmed in for significant parts of the game against Vancouver. Smith was solid, moved the puck very well, and got the victory. Now, going into the year, I said there will be two or three nights where we're going to be saying to ourselves, my God, Mike Smith threw the puck away and the other team had an open net goal. And we're going to have to live with them. We're going to have to live with him because he makes so many positive plays. Well, I didn't necessarily anticipate it would be two in the same period and about five minutes apart, but two turnovers by uh, Mike Smith, and and sure, you can argue maybe some teammates could have done some things to help out on one or both of the plays, but nonetheless, he was uh, the last order to play the puck, leading to easy goals for the Los Angeles Kings. So he, he, he hands two to the other team, and he gives up five, but he gets the win. 
and uh, he keeps battling, and he's an interesting guy to watch. He's got no shortage of swagger. Wayne Gretzky said something interesting on the Faceoff show on Saturday night. We got to interview him in Studio 99, and he said that he thinks Mike Smith gives the Oilers a lot of confidence and a lot of energy by the way he handles the puck. And, and I found that really interesting, and I think that's something we'll watch for throughout the year. And I, and I guess, you know, imagine yourself being a teammate of a goaltender like that, being a teammate of Mike Smith, that you know he has that attitude, that puck is mine. That puck is mine. And, hey, you know what? The, the first goal, the first giveaway he had against the Kings on Saturday, that was a puck that the Oilers probably, a situation the Oilers probably could have managed without him leaving the net. But there's no doubt in his mind. He, he thinks he can get to every puck. He thinks he can make a positive play on every night. And there's going to be moments where you probably shake your head and go, oh, Mike. But, but the, the several players said it both after the game Saturday and after practice yesterday, well, we got to get one for Mike. And it happened again, and they said, well, we got to get another one for Mike. So, And they got the win. They figured out a way to get it done against an L.A. team that, let's face it, I don't think is going to be very good this season. But the goaltending so far for the Oilers, two games in, I think you'd, I think you'd still give it a passing grade, even though he gave up five because he hung in there and he made more saves than the other guy in the end. That was big question number one going into the season. I got a couple more. The penalty kill. Awful last year. And, well, awful the year before as well. The penalty kill is eight for nine. So decent. Pretty good start to the year. Vancouver did score a power play goal, or they, pardon me, they scored a goal one second after a penalty to the Oilers expired. That was also the McDavid-Hilmet play, so we'll, we'll kind of, you know, that one's kind of on the fence. The power plays against Los Angeles, not all of them were full power plays because there was that sequence in the third period where it was going back and forth. But one thing Dave Tippett said in the summer, how do, you, how do you win games? Well, you win little sections of games, and that's how you build confidence, and that's how you build trust. So what happened on Saturday night? 45 seconds left. James Neal decides not to flip the puck at the empty net for the hat trick, tries to pass it to Leon Dreisaitl, loses the puck, takes a tripping penalty. So there's a 45 section of the game where if, if you win that section of the game, you also win the game because you're protecting a one-goal lead. The Oilers down six on four, trying to kill it off late in the game. We're able to get it done. I would say L.A. got one good shot on net. They had another pass across this slot that would have been a good shot, but the, the player couldn't cleanly handle the pack, the, pus, the puck, so the Oilers survive. They survive, and hopefully they get a little confidence on the penalty kill and say, hey, that's a situation where we might have struggled last year, late in periods, late in games, on the PK. They close it out. So we give a little check mark there. Question number three I want to address for the Oilers going into the season. Forward depth. Would they have a little bit of depth scoring? Would they have players who could at least forecheck? Who could at least tilt the ice? Who could at least be nuisances? Who could at least gain some momentum from the team when the big guys are on the ice? Well, this one, after the first couple of games, still a question. I, I don't think we've seen enough from the depth players overall. Now, some of them were brought in to kill penalties, and, and that's been okay. And Riley Sheehan, who I expect to play tomorrow against the Islanders, he, he didn't play. But, I mean, you're, you're leaning on Leon Dreisaitl for 27 minutes in Game 1. You see Dreisaitl, McDavid, and Cassian play the entire game together on Saturday. 
And even after the second period against the Kings, I was thinking, man, somebody in a depth role has to do something. Now, the positive to this, the positive to this, you have the two Euro signings up front, go together on a four-on-four. Haas says to Nygaard, let's make a little Euro magic. He gets to the puck in the corner, throws it on net, Nygaard scores. So they take advantage of an opportunity. And then Tomash Yurcho with the dangle inside the blue line. He plays eight and a half minutes on Saturday. Didn't didn't play a lot. Didn't notice him a lot. But when he had a chance to make a play, he made the play. Got around Matt Roy, found Darnell Nurse trailing, and that was yet another game-tying goal for the Oilers before they finally tied it. So I, 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 still, I still think we're a work in process with the depth work in progress with the depth but at least in the third period in some key moments some depth guys rose up and took advantage of their opportunities and the Oilers are indeed 2-0 thanks for tuning in today it is 12-13 Oilers now presented by Digitex buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies Bob Stoffer is flying with the Oilers for their four game road trip Reed Wilkins sitting in today Brendan Escott on the other side of the window Brendan good to see you, buddy. Yeah, thanks for filling in today, Reed. The voices, uh, we're on the mend right now. We're playing hurt. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Don't forget, you can always reach out on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Enjoy the new smoke-friendly expansion, Embers, at the River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement, bet on us. Bet on it. You can text us on our Oilers Now text line. That's 630-630. The Twitter account for the show is simply Oilers now, my Twitter account, Reed Wilkins and uh, Brendan Escott. It's just our names. For that's we're not we weren't very original. You know, we didn't come up with uh, you know Y E G Esky six thirty. Like that would be yours. Esco, I guess. Y E G Esco six thirty. You gotta play it simple, man. You gotta <laughs> just, play it simple. Just your name's good enough. Just your name is good enough. All right. Uh, happy to hear from you throughout the show. I'm sure many of you have thoughts uh, on the Oilers, where you uh, where that you think they might be headed, if uh, if they have performed as you hope. I mean, they're two and zero, so you can't argue with two and zero. I'm always uh, you know long season. I, I remember a year ago they were zero two, and it was disaster city. I mean, I had a guy calling in after the game that they were going to be zero ten. I had a guy calling in after one of the first two games saying that Leon Dreisaitl was going to be the worst contract in Oilers history. Worse than, I think it was Sirius Gord, actually. Because remember that little City in Crisis package I did? I used that clip in there. I believe Sirius Gord said, Leon Dreisaitl will be the worst contract in Oilers history, worse than Horkoff. I believe were his exact words. So... 0-2, 0-2, there was a lot of doom and gloom. Now, that wasn't just about 0-2. That was about all the previous seasons as well. So 2-0, good. They took care of business in the division. L.A., I think, is a team you got to beat 3 out of 4. Hopefully you can beat Vancouver 3 out of 4. I'm talking big picture. If the Oilers are going to get into the postseason, I, I, they're going to have to do very well in the Pacific Division, I think. Because I think the Central is going to beat up the Pacific most of the time. That's that's a pretty deep division. And then, you know, hopefully the Oilers can hold their own against the East. This is going to be an interesting road trip. I mean, I don't think the Islanders can repeat what they did last year. Uh, New Jersey obviously made a couple big splashes in the summer. I think their goaltending is a question mark. The Rangers, um, you know, are a speedy team, but the Oilers were able to win an early season matinee against the Rangers last season. And then you got Chicago, another team I'd kind of put in a... I mean, I put a group of, what, five or six teams, Brendan, 
that I thought could be competing for that final wild card spot. And I think the Oilers in Chicago would be in that group. So again, a, a game that you know head to head down the down the line, maybe those t- two points are critical when you get into March. Let's hear how it sounded on Saturday against the Kings as we go into the audio vault, courtesy of Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton for McMurray and online at directworkwear.com. The Edmonton Oilers look to join Vegas atop the Pacific Division at 2-0. Centering pass off the mark. McDavid breaks the other way, draws a hooky penalty, centered, and off the skate of Matt Roy and in the net. McDavid, his second goal of the year. Oh, here's a turnover by Smith. Kopitar, rich shot, score. Smith gave it away. Kopitar recovered, found Dustin Brown, and this game is tied. Another turnover by Smith and a one-timer set up by wow. Clifford to Trevor Lewis and two misplays in net. Well, you want to reward a goaltender for a solid start. Smith played a big part of the Oilers' puck distribution in that game against Vancouver. There's risk-reward in it, and right now the risk is killing the Oilers. Drop pass. Kopitar, rich shot, score. 3-2 L.A. Now dry settle centers and Cassian tucks it home. We're tied at three. And now Lewis out to the high slot for Clifford. Shot one-timer, score off the deflection. And it's banged in by Amadio, who snuck behind Colby Cave. Face-off win. Haas in front, one-timer, score. Nygaard's got his first NHL goal, and this game is tied. Doughty hands off. Kovalchuk, Doughty, one-timer, deflected home. And it is 5-4 Kings. Yurcho, beautiful move around Roy. Centering pass, rich shot score, Darnell Nurse. This game is tied once again. What a move by Yurcho, addressing Matt Roy and finding Darnell Nurse for once again the equalizer. Neil in the presence of by the puck hopped on him in tight. He flubbed the first one yeah. but stayed with it. They got and that flub fooled Jonathan well, Quick. Dick Martinez, Jack, if you take a look at it, may have gotten a with a stick, and Neal stayed with the play. Here's the finish. Eight seconds. Can't pay a drive. Deflected back here. Save Smith. Rebound popped over the net. Oilers are going to hang on to win. Final score. Six to five. Edmonton. The Oilers are 2-0. Love Jack Michaels. Love Jack Michaels. So Some of my favorite calls with Jack are dramatic goal melt scrambles end of game. I mean most I mean you hear the goal calls and obviously he has a great goal call, but I love the way he builds the drama in the final minute. Still one of my favorite calls was the final 50 seconds in March of 2017 when LA was pressing to tie the game and if the Oilers hung on they made the playoffs. I remember there was a goal melt scramble when Devin Dubnik was the Oilers goalie. And uh, they were playing the Canucks, and, and his call was just incredible. So the Oilers do hang on to win 6-5. Uh, Mike Smith, a story on both sides of the ledger in that one. Here he is on his puck handling struggles. If you uh, show your teammates or the other team that you're, it's rattled you, then then uh, they got you right where they want you, and you're kind of letting your team uh, know that you're you're not confident in it. So I think, like I said, it's, it's not something that you want to see happen or have happen uh, very often um, but when it does you don't want to you don't want to uh, obviously show that you're you're down and you're still uh, you're still out there competing and, and battling for the group all right and of course mistakes happen in game smith says it's all about how you deal with them mistakes are going to happen i mean i'm no different than anyone else as much as you want to play a perfect game 
things are going to happen in games where pucks are going to bounce and you know plays aren't going to get made and you know that's why you have teammates in your on, in this group to you know to bail you out and fortunately last night we were able to uh, you know score some big goals and, and get those mistakes back and and push the game along and find a way to, to win the game and that's the main thing I mean um, the old cliche of there's no pictures on the scorecard although there is replays now um, where you can go back and watch those I hope you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna but um, you, you just gotta let it go and it's it's easier said than done sometimes but uh, you know it's a good lesson for younger players that you know mistakes are gonna be made and it's how you overcome them that uh, make you a better person better player well Mike Smith joking he's not gonna watch the replays of those goals Look, and I know Rob and I got some calls about it after the game on Saturday, and, and people have asked me, well, you know, now Mike Smith, he has, to, he has to take a look at his puck handling, right? He has to consider it. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen at all. Like, he's committed to that style of play. Like, you know, it's, it, it'd be like if, if Jerry Seinfeld had an observational joke bomb and somebody said, Jerry, you got to stop with the observational humor. He'd be like, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm still doing those types of jokes. <laughs> you know, like, Mike Smith is going to handle the puck. He's going to, I mean, sure, he's very, he's very cognizant of communication and, and communicating with his teammates. I know there was a lot made of the practice last week where he gathered the defensemen and, and talked to them for several minutes. Obviously, he's not going to just write off these giveaways and, and treat them like they were nothing, but he's he's not gonna he's not gonna overhaul his game, right? I mean, this is you, you wouldn't tell a fastball pitcher to stop throwing fastballs because the one game he gave up three home runs. I, I mean, stuff is gonna happen. It happened early, so it's gonna be highlighted. But Mike Smith will not change, and his puck handling is going to do a lot more to help the Oilers than it, than it will to hurt it over the course of the season. All right, we will take a quick time. Oh, John Shannon is coming up today. Uh, we'll have some of our interview with Wayne Gretzky from Saturday night in Studio 99, uh, and of course, time for your feedback as well. You can text 630-630, phone number is 780-496-0063. Reed Wilkins sitting in for Bob Stoffer today on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. The Oilers visit the New York Islanders tomorrow. We have it for you on 630 Chad, 3.30 in the afternoon for the face-off show. The game will start at 5, start of a four-game road trip for the Oilers. They will also play the Devils, Rangers, and Blackhawks. Next home game next Wednesday, the Philadelphia Flyers come to down. Time for NHL today, courtesy Elite Promotional Marketing. Building tailored, branded programs for your team or business where your order is done on time every time. Elite promotional marketing. Here's the slightly raspy Brendan Escott. <laughs> yeah, this is like the late night Ooh, talk show stuff. like Kathleen Turner. Hello, hello. Uh, it is a light night in the NHL tonight, Reed. Just two games. Uh, Maple Leafs hosting the defending cup champion St. Louis Blues, and the Blue Jackets entertain the Buffalo Sabres in Columbus. The league named Mika Zibanejad, Austin Matthews, and Anthony Mantha the three stars of opening week. Zibanejad with eight points in just two games. Mantha, a four-goal game for a season total of five. He's pairing that with two assists. Matthews has five goals of his own to start the year. So those three 
3-1-2-3 in league scoring. A minor trade yesterday saw the Canucks ship Alex Biega to Detroit for winger David Pope. Meanwhile, in Ottawa, top forward prospect Vitaly Abramov recalled from AHL Belleville. After 18 NHL seasons, journeyman goaltender Michael Layton has called it a career in the WHL. The Edmonton Oil Kings got back on the horse, a 7-0 road win over Winnipeg on Friday night. Sebastian Costa getting the shutout in goal for Edmonton, while Josh Williams had a three-point night. And then Brandon next on the hit list, falling 2-1 on Saturday to the Oil Kings. Scott Atkinson, the captain of the team, picked up the game winner there. So up next, this road swing stops in Regina tomorrow. Moose Jaw on Wednesday. The U of A Golden Bears, they actually upset the two-time defending NCAA champion Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs on Saturday, winning 5-3. And then yesterday, St. Cloud State beat the uh, the Bears 4-2, Reed. So regular season action resumes this weekend at home against the Saskatchewan Huskies. Monday night football. Cleveland-San Francisco. That should be an interesting matchup. I really, like, I really like that Kittle for San Francisco. He's a good guy. He's an interesting guy, too. I like him. I always have him on my fantasy teams. Well, this year and last year. Is it because you think his last name sounds like Skittles? <laughs> you know, there was a really uh, excellent home run hitter. Played for the Edmonton Trappers. Ron Kittle. You would not be old enough to remember this. And then he played for the White Sox. I have heard the name. Got to interview him a couple years ago. Uh, he was coming to town for, for an event. Really nice guy. Okay. We got to take a time out for the 1230 News. John Shannon when we get back to Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.